Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And today on this episode of Real Talk Christian, we are talking about marijuana and the drug culture in today's society and how Christians should handle this change of culture that is taking over by storm. Let's go! Thank you for joining us at Real Talk Christian, a place where real Christians talk about real issues impacting the community and the world as it pertains to Christians. Now here are your hosts, Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. Hey, Mark, how's it going today? Good, Fuller. I'm drinking coffee. Coffee. Living the dream. Hey, we all love coffee and the dream. So today we're going to talk about an interesting topic, which, oddly enough, you've brought to your students. Yeah, we uh, talked about ministry? this in the student ministry. Does would Jesus smoke pot? Yep. Title of the message was Would Jesus smoke pot? Where would where did that come from? Well, okay. So you know the old. I'm wearing one right now. And this is the reason why I bring it up. Is you know those old like wristbands where it's like WWJD? What oh, would Jesus yeah. do? And that became the calling card of. Y- you know, it was the youth pastor ploy of don't be stupid. Like, look at your well, wrist and then think, would Jesus do this? You weren't cool unless you had a WWJD bracelet. Right, and now I'm just old. Like, I just, like, I get to do, oh, you're going to love know what they I still make those them anymore. all out to my teenagers. I don't think they've worn them once. I don't like, think I've I mean, ever maybe seen a anybody. couple, but normally it was just for me. And, you know, honestly, I, let's be honest, dude, did we do anything our youth pastors told us to do or no, gave? No, not I mean, at all. <laughs> That's the beauty of the youth pastor. But no, but we, we were having this conversation, and um, I actually heard a message from another local church who they did a sermon series on some, it was, I don't remember what it, oh, Caught in the Current was the name of the sermon mm-hmm. series, and it was dealing with hot topic issues, and they asked the question, would Jesus smoke pot? And I'm like, well, my teens already know, because I asked them, you know, what would Jesus do? And I gave the bracelets out a year ago, so I'm like, I want something to make the teens perk up and go, are we really talking about this in your right. group? And, and it worked, man. It's that attention grabber. One of my seniors said they, like, I, I asked them all, um, all the seniors that graduate, it's like, okay, so what do you remember most about SM1 was like, yeah, we legitimately asked the question, would Jesus smoke pot? Because, I mean, as Christians, we're supposed to act like Jesus and be right. little Christ. Right. So, And that's that's the problem, not, I shouldn't say problem, that's the, the question today's society of, since marijuana is becoming legalized and it's becoming culturally accepted, especially right. for us just, you know, north of the border of Michigan, oh, yeah. it's, well, rec- it's, it's been I th- voted I think by it's the people. north, south, east, and west coming into 2020 for us. We're actually, so we're Indiana's going to be surrounded by 2020. So I mean, it, it's so it's a relevant question, and and, and it's yeah. something that teenagers are just like, oh, it doesn't hurt me at all. So it's it's a relevant thing that these kids are dealing with on the daily. Speaking of of the the thing you just said that your teens say that, hey, it doesn't hurt me. How how do you approach somebody with that attitude? That hey, what's wrong with marijuana? I'm not hurting anybody. Uh, it's not hurting me. So what's the problem with it? I give them a holy punch in the face. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, this is going to sound really bad and not very pastoral, but it's actually kind of freeing to have this conversation now that it's becoming legalized. Because it used to just be, a, oh, well, if it's illegal, don't do it. You're supposed to follow the government. Right. But then all of a sudden, people are like, well, abortion's legalized, and this is legalized, and this is legalized. And over in Europe, I mean, the drinking age is what? 
16? Uh, yeah, I think Something 16. Something like that. So, so, you know, I got kids who will travel to Europe or even Canada, it's lower. Um, so it's the question of, okay, is morality based off what the government tells us? Mm-hmm. And a lot of Christians like to use that argument when it benefits us. Oh, of course. So um, the, the conversation is a lot bigger of, okay, well, it's not hurting anybody. I'm, like, what I'm doing doesn't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to... Ultimately, what's the purpose of, of Christianity, and now what are you called to do as a Christian, where you have the verses of, mm. you know, okay, so what do you do when you're supposed to die to yourself daily, yeah. pick up your cross, and, and follow Jesus? Mm. So it, it's, it's a hard conversation to have, especially this one, where a lot of other ones, you can have a moral issue, right? but this, this is one that, that's honestly a bigger conversation, and long, it was, this was a long conversation with these teens. So, you know... We may have new listeners, new to the faith, listening to us. So what's what's wrong with smoking a little marijuana or getting drunk? or you know, Can you expound on that a little bit? That's hard. I mean, it, it's like, how do I put this succinctly? I mean, the, the don't get drunk, that one's easy. Right. Um, uh, Would you tie those in together at all, or are they two separate things? Yes and no. Man, you're ki- you're laughing over there, dude. You're giving me all the hardball. Cl- like, we've been recording for five minutes, and you're like, "Hey, let's come We're out diving swinging. In. Let's come out swinging." Okay, transition. Um, yes and no. Okay, so so let's start with the alcohol conversation because that's I think actually different than the marijuana conversation in some regards. So, okay. and some of this comes from you know uh, I was even talking with uh, with Pastor Brandon Soche, which you'll be hearing from Whoa, him what? pretty soon. Um, our worship pastor about various things because he's actually worked in drug recovery ministries mm-hmm. back in Arkansas where he's from. Um, but so the conversation that we had with the teens was, is we wanted to keep this separate from the alcohol conversation, mainly mm-hmm. because scripture speaks explicitly about alcohol. Um, when it speaks about it, a lot of people, you know, it's, it's an awkward conversation because the Bible never says don't drink alcohol. The Bible says don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. You also read, um, let nothing on the outside control you. This is where they come together. Let nothing on the outside control you, but be of sober mind. It's all over First Peter, but one of them is be sober minded, be watchful, because your adversary, the devil, prowls around. In other words, he is just walking around like a roaring lion, seeking who, as a lion does, who's the weak person that he can devour. Right. Um, so when it, when it goes to the, the, the alcohol versus marijuana conversation, um, you still got to ask the question of, you know, Good, better, best in, in, in all these conversations. My, my brain's kind of scattered, but to try to make it more of a beeline at the end of the day, alcohol, looking at it just by itself, when you get drunk, you lose all control of mm-hmm. yourself. I mean, that's why we have crazy accidents. That's why we have people doing the most ridiculous things. I mean, you literally lose control of everything. Like I had friends who would, I'd go to work with them and they'd be like, oh yeah, I was at this party last night and I woke up Saturday. And I don't remember anything. I'm like, and you're okay with that? And yeah. they were like, oh, it was the best time of my life. And I'm like, you don't even know what you did, dude. Like, like you don't know what happened. Like, you have, you literally lost 12 hours of your life that you don't, mm-hmm. I mean, you could have done the most, you could have literally went and robbed a bank or killed somebody and you would never know. Right. Um, so alcohol is a very controlling thing. Now, I don't tell teens that just because the Bible says don't get drunk, but don't drink, that it's okay just to drink 24-7 either. Right. Um because, you know, even in Proverbs, you know, wine's a mocker, and um, what is it? Wine's a mocker, and something's deceiving. Um, I don't remember what it is, but but wine's a mocker, and, you know, the goblet it talked about is like the, the, the eye of a serpent, where it just kind of draws you in before it pounces you right. and attacks you. So alcohol is a very touchy subject, um, 
especially for people like my family who my both my grandparents um, they had problems with mm-hmm. with alcohol and, and the abuse that came along with abusive drunks and right. our lead pastor Scott um, he's told so many so I mean it's, it's he's told so many stories in his sermons about how his dad was a functioning alcoholic mm-hmm. so I'm not just you know usurping that um, and alcohol I've even seen some of my best friends lives get ruined mm-hmm. because of alcohol so I don't want to just you know tread you know. I, don't, I, I so, want to tread lightly on that issue, but but with with the conversation of alcohol, you can drink a sip of alcohol and not get drunk and still have full control of your features. Mm-hmm. But with marijuana, once you hit it, I mean, it starts affecting you right away. Mm-hmm. So we get that being drunk is is bad, but why is quote unquote being high? Is that a bad thing, or or can I go ahead and just do it? With teens, I like to start it in a different spot. I like to start it where they are and, and look at the facts, look how the brain's developing. What does marijuana do to the brain of these impressionable little minds that are still growing, mm-hmm. that their frontal cortex is still developing, and that actually slows it down, and it actually kills brain cells mm-hmm. as, as, as you get older. Um, yeah, they say it lowers what, like nine IQ points, I think. I don't remember what the stat was on that. Between the age of 12 and 17, and then I think it was... Four IQ points between the ages of 18 and 29, you actually lose IQ points from doing it? It's, it's something like that. I mean, I, I mean, I have facts on marijuana uses that we used in that conversation. Um, we, we had different facts for this, but, you know, the most popular for people to do marijuana, my stats say 18 to 25, but yours is... 18 to 29. Right. So, so either way, right now it's millennials. Right, well, I, wonderful millennials that yeah, are you know lighting up like crazy. That's the, that's like the majority of that's, people. That's that's the the biggest number. But the the effects on the developing brain is the hard conversation because it decreases IQ. I thought this was interesting. It actually increases the risk of psychosis, mm-hmm. of yep. paranoia and hallucinations. And it actually make, delusions too. And, and, and delusional with that. Um, it makes your brain smaller, um, and it actually slows down brain sending signals to the nervous system. And that's what you know when you get high. That's what it does. It actually right. slows you down. Um, it's a suppressant. Right. I mean, getting high is, is actually a suppressant. So when we have this conversation, though, about marijuana, you, you know, there's a lot of the pro-lobbyists for weed and mm-hmm. pro-lobbyists for, um, even like we talked about with medical marijuana, right. um, a lot of people are having these things of the fact of, you know, there's no side effects. I mean, you know, even with our actual drugs like Vicodin, codeine, right. uh, even Tylenol shut your liver down mm-hmm. if you take too much of it. They're saying that there's no side effects. It, it, you don't lose control over, over who you are. You actually remember what you did. You're just... More suppressed, more relaxed, more giddy, more happy. You're not hurting anybody. So really, what's the problem with with lighting it up? Right. Um, and so that's that's the 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 fight that I have with our teenagers right now is mm-hmm. they look at it and they're like, all the medical experts are saying that if I do this, I'm still gonna be okay. And then there's a conversation of, oh well, I'm dumb anyway, so it doesn't matter how much more dumb I get. Right. I've actually heard that argument. Well, I mean, if if we look. If we look at the stats, all right, I'm just going to go over, run through some numbers real quick with yep. you. So in the world, 158.8 million people in the world uh, use marijuana on a daily basis. That's more than 3.8% of the population of the world. So, so, so say that number again. 158.8 million. That's the stat that I pulled off. I forget which website it was. I, I'm horrible with references. But anyways, so just in America, okay. 18% of Americans between the ages of 18 and 29 use marijuana on a daily basis. Between the ages of 30 and 49, it's 
between the ages of 50 and 64, it's 8%, and 65 and older, it's 3%. That's a total of 39% of Americans use marijuana on a daily basis. On the, da- on the daily. On a daily basis. Now, that's almost half the population. <laughs> I mean, that's so. And it's not even legal in all states. No, I mean, I mean, it's it's for recreational use. It's right now it's legal in eleven states in the USA, and for medical use, it's legal in thirty three states, which is more than half. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a sweeping movement within the past fifteen years, something like that. I mean, it's gotten. I get that the baby boomers had their. You know the '60s that nobody remembers, but uh, <laughs> it's no one remembers because of pot, or no one remembers. Well, we I think there. it was all the other stuff that they were oh, doing, goodness. but uh, but no, marijuana and the uh, advocation for use of marijuana mm. has really picked up speed in the past 15, 10, something like that years of its growing in popularity, especially amongst younger people, even younger than millennials. Right. Yeah. No. No. It's. I mean, that and vaping. I mean, they're even oh, doing yeah. weed vapes now with CBD mm-hmm. oil and Jules going crazy right now. Right. You know, actually, here's a fun fact. Did you know that at certain public schools, even in this area, they don't call them bathrooms anymore; they call them jewel rooms. Wow. Did you know Jules on a campaign right now trying to stop the underage use of the vaping? I hear it on the radio all the really? time. Really. Mm-hmm. Crazy to think about. That is weird. I mean, that's, that's, so, that's their market. Yeah, I mean, well, it's but it's uh, nicotine is a, an addictive substance, and so they don't want kids doing it. They want adults. Yeah, it it's kind of goes it's against. Ar- I mean, yeah, it's, it's but it's the same thing with any cigarette company that's saying, hey, thou, you shouldn't smoke under the age of eighteen. You know, they're not endorsing kids to smoke, but they know it happens, and they're not really pouring money in to stop it either. Right. I mean. It wasn't until the national government came out with those campaigns, and they were using famous YouTubers, and mm-hmm. you know they, they the the actually do you remember what the main campaign was like a few years ago? The left swipe that they yeah. basically were telling teenagers that people who smoke are mo- least likely to be attractive to other people, and you won't get as many Tinder hits. Wow, that's it wasn't. Oh, this is bad for you. They played it off of you won't get. You're as gonna many, look older. You won't get as many Tinder hits because. Wow. You are smoking, or you well, say you smoke, or you're showing. But, I mean, but most pe- young people don't care about health per se no. because they're young and they feel good. I mean, you know, if it was an older crowd, you know, they're like, oh, it's the health reasons. Take care of your health, right? But you, you talk about beauty, which is vain, vanity. Right. Uh, yeah, that I could see how that marketing ploy would. And work. it worked. It actually worked pretty yeah. well for that that culture. Um, so, so needless to say, I mean, marijuana is prevalent in our society. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stats show it. Um, and those aren't made up statistics. I mean, these are like legit right, right. pulled off the internet. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can't use legit and internet in the same sentence. No, you can't. <laughs> but from from legitimate sources that could be found on the interweb. Yeah, I, it was the National Drug Association or something. I think is where I pulled it from. Yeah, the, the stuff that I got were the fact about marijuana usage and actually how the teenage brain works. All mine was like from the FDA and, right, yep. and even Colorado, which one of the first states? The, the first state to legalize it was Colorado. Was it them or was it? Washington. I actually don't know. I don't either. I don't know the first. I just know Col- Colorado was the was like They're the like, big yeah, one. They're right. the big one. But but so the question at the end of the day though is, um, what should a Christian's view be towards marijuana? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's all over the world. I mean, no, you can't go far without. I mean, let's let's be honest. 
everyone knows someone who's a frequent pot user. Whether oh, yeah. or not you know it or not, oh, because yeah. of statistics, if one out of three people, I mean, you're at Meyer, look at all the cars well, in the parking I mean, lot. The yeah, stats, 39% of Americans. Right. So the stats show that if you're at the Meyer parking lot, if there's 300 cars, people who walk into 100 of those cars yeah. are actually, you know, well, no, I, smoking I mean, pot. 309. If there's a, or 39 people are smoking pot out of 100 people. Right. You know, so 1,000 people, that's 390. You know, whatever is in that parking lot, that's 39%. That's. That's a huge amount. Right. So a lot of people do it. I mean, it's real conversations that Christians can no longer shy away from. Right. We have to have this conversation, especially with the teenagers and the young people and the kids coming up. They say there's nothing well, wrong with this. Yeah, there's so many people advocating how good it is. There's lobbyists it, for the, weed. The whole line of drugs are bad, okay, is uh, null and void at this point. Right. I mean, obviously, people still talk about heroin and, and oh, yeah. you cocaine know, and, and speed yeah, and, and, and acid. Crystal meth. I mean, right. they're, they're, those are definitely still right. bad. But marijuana, right. you know, I've even heard Christians use the argument— I I thought this, it, it just cracks me up, is, you know, well, the Bible says that God has given us every plant for our usage, so therefore, since marijuana is a plant, before sin even happened in the Garden of Eden, well, God said, go light it up. I'm like, uh, it, it doesn't wow. say, it's in their proper use, everything God created was good. Mm. In their proper use, nowhere in the Bible does it say, you know, because you could advocate, okay, well, cigarettes, that's tobacco, that's natural, like... I can smoke cigarettes and God's okay with it. Well, no, not necessarily. Your body's a, you know, supposed to, you're supposed to treat your body as a holy temple of God. Right. Jesus lives inside of you. You are the holy temple. And so why would you desecrate your temple um, by harming it like that, you know? <laughs> right, definitely. So um, before we jump into what does the Bible say, because I think they're actually, I mean, it, it doesn't say anywhere, thou shalt not smoke pot. Right. Like, the Moses never said that. God never said that. Paul well, never said it. Yeah, but it also doesn't say thou shalt run for a politician to change the world. I mean, or thou shalt not, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't? No, nope, not there. I, really? I, I don't remember seeing that it says to run as a politician, as a Republican. Wait, so this, what? Really? <laughs> Wait, so the Second Amendment's not in the Bible? Nope, not in the Bible. Okay, well... There's that fun fact for you. Um, <laughs> so how do we answer the question, though, for the upcoming generation that they view it as it's okay, it's natural, I can still control my functions, it has no side effects, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's nat in natural in terms of a, a big pharma didn't make it, and on top of that, big pharma is just a corrupt corporation who's trying right. to steal money. It's the man. How do we, as Christians living in the culture that we are today, engage with people with this conversation. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a conversation I even have amongst my family. I, you know, have users that are in my family, not in my immediate family, you know, but the family that I belong to. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, as I mentioned in episode one, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hey, I'm coming from, I was, I was a drug addict. Uh, you know, I, I I get what they're saying because I thought the same way. Hey, marijuana, that's natural. It's God given. He put you know, he put it on the earth, called everything good. So how could it be considered bad? Well, uh alcohol, you know, comes from plants, barley and stuff like that, but yet he speaks out against that. So, you know, he speaks out against alcohol, but he's not speaking out against marijuana. I mean, surely, you know, I'm a Christian, I've read the Bible, I can see that. You know, God knows from the beginning from the end. He's Alpha and Omega, so he would have seen this coming. So why didn't he mention that in the Bible if it was mm. truly bad? And these are the types of questions that uh, I get asked, and it's like, well, let's look, let's take, let's take the spiritual side out of it first. You know, you just read off some of these side effects, right? 
Uh, Psychosis. Another um, another side effect that has actually affected me uh, from long-term use of marijuana is my memory. My memory uh, is horrible. And also, when I talk, uh, I stutter sometimes. Uh, I can't formulate thoughts sometimes because my synapses are not firing correctly because of the effects that it has on my uh, my contraceptives uh, in my brain. So it's there are some serious side effects of it medically. Now there there are good and and they're good side effects too. Like side effects is not the right word. You know there's there's some good medical stuff. Like uh, I've heard uh, stories of uh, kids with epilepsy. You know like helping mm. them or pain tolerance. Um, and it's actually not you know. I, the oil itself that um, hurts or gives that high feeling. It's actually the THC. So the THC, you actually, there's natural things that we eat that has minute uh, amounts of THC in them. Really? uh, That our brain interacts with. Coffee, I heard, now don't quote me on this, but I heard coffee even has some minute, uh, which it kind of gives us the uppity-up feeling. But, uh, Again, don't quote me on that. I heard that from somebody. I don't know if it's true or not. Somebody can look it up and let me know. That would be great. <laughs> um, we'll talk about coffee in a minute because that's a drug too. <laughs> uh, as we drink our coffee, right? Mm, coffee. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you know they have a process, and and it's becoming a lot more trendy now that they call CBD oil, uh, which is processed marijuana oil without the THC. That that chemical. That, that natural chemical that affects the the synapses in your brain. Mm, okay. Again, this is stuff, this is information I've either read or gotten from somebody, so fact check me. <laughs> uh, please. Please fact check me. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead, just sharing with you what, what I've heard or I've read in the past, and being a drug user, this is the stuff that I was grabbing onto. Like, see how good it is? Like, look at this stuff. You know, this is the good stuff that it does. But in reality... As a drug user, and as uh, my wife will tell you, because she met me when I was still using drugs, and uh, my mood—I had had—I would have major mood swings. Uh, she says I'm so much nicer of a person now, being clean for almost six years. I'm a different person than I was when I was doing drugs. Uh, I'm a much nicer person. I'm pleasant to be around. I'm not snippy. I don't lose my temper as quick. Um, thank you, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's other things. So let's be honest. You have more control over oh, yeah. how you respond. Oh yeah, to situations definitely, definitely. Front of you. And even when I was in the act of getting high, I was very sluggish. Didn't want to do anything. You know, I didn't want to go to work. The Bible talks about a man that doesn't work doesn't eat. Um, I didn't want to do any of that stuff. I just wanted to chill on my couch and eat a bag of chips. That's what I wanted to do. So there's several things that m- smoking marijuana causes you to do. Um, and it doesn't affect everybody the same way, but it definitely affects people. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an addicted per- personality. I became a slave to to pot. I did, uh, which it talks about we should only have one master. That's what the Bible right. says. And, and let's be honest. I mean, that's where, I mean, I, I tell people this all the time. It's like uh, you can be a slave to caffeine. Mm-hmm. You can be a slave to Twinkies. You can be a slave to golf. You right. can be a slave to social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the fact of we... What's 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 that line I heard the other day? It's um, everyone. Everyone lets something or someone control their lives. Mm-hmm. 
it's just a matter of what you let control your life. Right. Whether it's social media, sports, attention, drugs. God. <laughs> Got to throw and, that and, one in there. Well, I, was, I was trying to get to the segue of, you know, since you since your life is controlled by something in some right. way, in shape, or form, 24-7, that's normally not yourself. It's an outside force. Mm-hmm. God is the best answer to that. Well, I mean, uh, what are a couple things that, you know, why do people... Why do people feel like the need to? Because it's not like, hey, you know, uh, it's not like food. I'm not gonna go smoke marijuana because I have to do it. I don't have. No human being has to go and smoke marijuana. They just don't. Right. It's not a necessity. Um, but what are some things that make people feel that way? Escape. Marijuana promises an escape from pressures and pain of life, but God calls us to find refuge in Him. Uh, acceptance. Marijuana offers acceptance from others and even a community in which we can belong. But God accepts us in Christ and frees us up to love others without fearing them or striving for their approval. And when he accepts us in Christ, we find our identity not in a common substance, but in a common Savior. And freedom. Marijuana presents itself as a symbol of our freedom and a form of self-expression. But God calls rebellion God calls rebellion because we do it in sp- calls it rebellion because we do it in spite of his call to find freedom in his commands and to lay down our freedom for the good of others and the glory of God. So what it sounds like you're saying is is most of the reasons why people smoke pot outside of seizures and arthritis and Medical all these different reasons. things like like people who just light up right. um, recreational use recreational use of marijuana they're doing it to find something yeah, to fill a void to fill a void which mm-hmm. let's be honest we try to fill that void and, and I was well, I've never used pot right. but sports filled that void well what for the did, what time. did pastor Brandon say uh, a couple weeks ago in his message about worship he said we are creatures that were created to worship mm. to worship something sports marijuana you know that, that's that void that's within us um without something to worship we lack and so we find things to fill that void whether it's pot whether it's sports whether it's food you know whatever it may be um when it should be god no i like that so let me read a couple of passages of scripture here as we move forward because uh I mean, we're, we're Southern Baptists. Southern Baptists are people of the book. And Bible. We read the core values of Southside, like, last episode. Yeah. Um, and it talked about that the Bible is the foundation for all of life. Right. Um, I have one, two, three, four, six passages of Scripture here, and not a single one of them talk about marijuana. Right. Uh, I think only one of them actually talks about even alcohol. But there's a key phrase in each one of these. Uh, three of them come from First Peter, and I got some from the Apostle Paul, too. But I'll at least read... First um, Peter four seven says this: The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self controlled and sober minded for the sake of your prayers. Mm. Which is interesting that it says the sake of your prayers. Um, we don't have time to exegete what that means, but it's more the fact of be like have full control of yourself. Sober minded means the fact of you have a hundred percent control of over what you think, mm-hmm. how you process what you do, right. and for the sake of your prayers. In other words, so that since you are sober-minded, you understand that you are nothing without God. You right. need His help in everything. Yep. Um, it even says in First Peter one thirteen, this is, Therefore, preparing your mind for action, be sober-minded. Right. Set your hope fully on the grace um, that we brought at the revelation of Christ Jesus. Another one is, um, so then let's not sleep as other do, but let's keep awake and be sober because Jesus is coming soon. 
Um, and then even in Ephesians 5.18, this is where it talks about drunk with wine. Don't get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, which... That's a strong word. Right. Uh, but it says, but be ye filled with the Spirit. And every single time, what the Bible is constantly saying is, you need to have full control over your mental state. Mm-hmm. You need to have full control over who you are, how you understand the world, how you relate to the world, because what we do in our life matters. And, and every single one goes back to this same idea that Satan is looking to attack. And if you're not sober-minded, you're more likely to sin right. because you're not in your right state of mind. Yep. But at the same time, be sober-minded for the sake of Jesus and kind of what you talked about, for the hope that you have at the revelation. So be sober-minded, constantly look for Jesus, be in full control of your system, because if you're not, Satan will attack you, Right. mainly to sin. Now, now let's be honest. Now, Satan doesn't make us sin. You know, James says that, you know, we are tempted when we're drawn away by our own lusts and yeah, our own enticements, right. but God always makes a way of escape for mm-hmm. our temptation. But how likely are you to escape temptation <laughs> when you're drunk? Right. When you're high, when you're having all these issues yeah, that, that me, you don't have control of yourself. Let me read another scripture to add on to what you just said. So it's 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 6 through 8. It says, So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. That's exactly what you were just talking about, about we forget. When you're in that state of mind, you can't focus on Christ. And, and, and see, I can't speak into that, but you can. Right. You, oh, oh, of losing that Losing thought. control with that, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, back when I was doing these things, thinking that I was okay in, in doing them, uh, I never focused on God. I just focused on my next high. Mm. Um, and is that what you started living for? Oh, definitely. I okay. mean, it was it was to the point where I knew that every 30 minutes I needed to go and, and take a hit or I wasn't going to be able to function. Mm. Uh, so uh, why would I think about God in, in any instance? And I know there's, there's people out there that, friends of mine, that have said, well, it opens up my spiritual mind when I get high, it's like, well, how can that be when all your senses aren't there? Because you do lose senses. I don't care what anybody says. I was a user for, for five years. <laughs> you lose your senses in it. Uh, you, you, that's why it's you lose track of time. Everything makes you laugh. There's no self-control. Mm-hmm. And it opens you up and makes you susceptible to Satan's attacks. So transitioning here a little bit, you know what's coming. I, I, I had teens ask me this question because, let's be honest, I mean, your boy drinks coffee all the time. Coffee. Now, I will say this, just as a little asterisk, I control how much intake I take, and right. I actually will cold turkey it. I, I drink decaf quite a bit, which is most people are like, that's not real coffee. Well, it's like, well, Still I don't want to deal with caffeine headaches. But um, So I'm not a addicted caffeine user, and once mm-hmm. I feel it, I change it. But a lot of my teens at the end of this conversation say, hey, Mark, so caffeine's a drug. So if you're saying that drugs not used properly or just, you know, marijuana in general, anything like if, if doing drugs is bad because it's putting, you know, outside substances into your body that you don't need, mm-hmm. are you sinning every time you drink coffee? That's what one teen said. Are you sinning when you drink coffee then, Mark? Because what you're telling me is it sounds like you are. Well, it goes back to kind of uh, what we talked about in the beginning that, um, 
you know, like alcohol, it says a, a little wine is good for the heart. You know, moderation is one thing. Uh, are, are you addicted to caffeine? You say no. Uh, the the drug that they're talking about, I, I mean, I don't know. You probably know more about coffee than I do. I might uh, be a snob. <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit of a coffee snob, but that's okay. We love you anyways. Someone's uh, got to. Jesus loves but me. But my, my, my question would be, what causes people to become defensive and immediately start attacking? Because that's that's kind of an attack. Like, oh, well, so you're saying every time you drink coffee, uh, you're sinning, you know, because it's a, it's a drug. Well, y- you know, that, that's to be debated at a different time. Right. Um, I mean, and, and, but Seventh-day Adventists, you know. Right. right well, they, well, they don't eat meat, and they don't drink any kind of caffeine. So I know that from experience, too. Right, so there school. are Christian... Face yeah. and groups, right. and let's be honest, even, you know, I think uh, I think even Mormon, yeah, Mormons, which they're not, let's just, for the record, Mormons, I would say, is not Orthodox Christianity whatsoever. It's just a complete right. set cult, whatever you want to call it. Um, but even they say they don't drink caffeine, period, because it is a foreign drug. Yeah. So, well, so to me, you know, caffeine doesn't affect my senses. It doesn't make me, um, I don't feel... Like, it makes me more susceptible to the attacks of Satan, and I can still focus on God drinking it in moder- in moderation. Mm. Uh, drugs you can't, you know, marijuana specifically, you, you can't do that with mm-hmm. uh, because you lose your senses, and it tells us to be a sober mind. Uh, I've never seen anybody on caffeine not be able to be sober-minded. I just you, Well, I will say you, I was sitting next to a certain teenager in church on Sunday, who may have drank a little bit more cold brew than what they should have drank, and they, they, they were fidgeting. I'm talking about you. I'm not going to say the name because you know who you are. Starts but, with a C. <laughs> Chris Fuller. No, just kidding. <laughs> but no, but but like so. I mean, it could cause you to lose your senses. And and I will say this. Um, I mean, someone wants to ask John Piper that question. Of course, if John Piper says it, it's it's right next it's to Jesus. From God. That's a lie. But um, but so far he's been pretty good. But um. Someone once asked him that, and he goes, you know, last time I checked, caffeine actually puts me into the situation a little bit faster than, you know, right. drugs and alcohol that actually want to make you escape from the reality it's that you are It's an upper, in. not a downer. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, I will say this, and this is a pretty bold statement since my dad is not here to defend himself. Right. I believe full-heartedly that my dad had a caffeine problem. Mm. Um, my mom has told me stories where the guy had to minimum drink like two Mountain Dews at lunchtime. Um, and, and mom even said they cut back because they were buying way too much. Wow. And it became to the point where my dad, and, and some of this might be, you know, Mark living up a story in my head. I'll talk to my mom about it. But the fact of dad couldn't function, he had headaches and, and he couldn't always deal mm-hmm. with certain situations because of the headaches of not having caffeine rushing through his system right. caused him to not be able to function. And I even had a friend in college who, before noon, they would drink a full 12 pot of coffee. And Holy if they didn't, Lord. they couldn't get through classes. They well, couldn't have conversations. Again, people hated them. Moderation, you right. know, it's, well, they, they a, it's a judgment a slave. call. They well, became, it, yeah, and, and moderation is a judgment call. You know, moderate for me is okay, I can have one soda a day, whereas moderate for, you know, and it not affect me. Right. You know, for you, it may be, well, well I'm a lot bigger guy, so it yeah, may be like but... once a week you can have a soda. That's <laughs> moderation for you. Right. You know, each person's going to be affected differently in that sense. Um, so we can't put a number like, hey, 12 cups of coffee, that, 
That's probably a little excessive. You probably need to cut it back. Unless to you're like an 800 pound dude that can like just drink it. And it Which, if you're you. an 800 pound dude, then we got another sin we got to talk about. Right. And and that's the thing. A lot of uh, Baptists specifically like to slap people and label people because of their sins. Right. And um, you know, oh, you're a sinner because you're an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. you're a sinner because of this. And and a lot of times, us Baptists don't like to talk about the sin of gluttony. Yeah, and and, and we are because now you're being controlled by food, and you right. have to have food, mm-hmm. and it becomes. Uh, there's a friend of mine. She actually, um, she she blogs about this, and she actually said that um, food was her way to escape reality. Yeah, and it actually became a suppressant for her, and therefore mm-hmm. eating and, and not eating became a sin because therefore, right. I mean, obviously you, gotta you eat have so to you eat, don't but die, but it became a sin because it became like chocolate became her master. Right. In the same way that for my dad, Mountain Dew and caffeine became my dad's yeah, master. That's why it says to do all things in moderation. I mean, that's <laughs> let's be right, honest, right. you know, uh, you can do anything and it be too much. Right. Right. So so. You know, as as we kind of start to land this this conversation, um, I had two takeaway thoughts. I got some takeaways. Oh, do it, um, and these were the twos that I did for my teens, and that I want them to always remember. The first one was that God desires you to be sober minded. In other words, God gave you a brain, so use it. Um, we read in the uh, uh, the Shema: "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself." Um, it talks about, and for some reason. People of our denomination like to skip the mind part um, and, and say, oh, you know, overthinking and philosophies of the devil, but either way. But but the, the Shema, what, what the Jews pray every single day says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul. You know, we see strength in the Testament, right. but your mind. If your right. ni- mind is not engaged, how can you really love the Lord your God fully if you if your brain is not fully engaged, whether by drugs or alcohol suppression mm-hmm. or being controlled by other foreign substances? But the other one is the fact that you talked about your body the temple. God actually cares what we do with our bodies, right. and he cares about what we do with our minds. And a lot of times there was this group of Christians, um, I, don't, oh, I don't remember what era it was. It wasn't the Gnostics, but basically they said, hey, our, our body is just temporal. It's not here for forever. Our soul is what matters, so who cares what we do with our body? So this group actually, they're like, it doesn't matter who we have sex with. It doesn't matter what we drink. It doesn't matter what we eat. It doesn't matter what we do because our body's going to die anyways. It's our soul that matters. And, you know, even the Apostle Paul said, you know, well, let's back this up. Take care of the temple that was given to you because we're called to be stewards of everything that we're given. Right. So if you're destroying your body with food, with caffeine, with drugs, with marijuana, you know, destroying the brain that God gave you, how on earth could you ever say, yeah, I live my life trying to follow God? Right. It's good. That's what I got. That was, that was my rant. I like it. That's a That's a good way to look at it. I got, uh, yeah, my closing thought was just going to read something, so now I just kind of feel like silly. Like <laughs> you did this amazing thing, and then it's like, oh, I'm going to read something somebody else wrote. As long as it's not from Barney the Dinosaur, I think it will work. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, no, dude, no. Sorry. <laughs> Even though I love me some Barney as a kid. But no, what you got, Fuller? So for, uh, I was just going to read something. This is a guy named Ed Welch, W-E-L-C-H, if Ed anybody Welch. wants to check him out. He puts it this way. He says, the use of mind-altering drugs and alcohol always raises the question, what is so wrong with everyday life? But the answer to the question is obvious. There is so much that is hard in everyday life, so many anxieties in daily life. We can understand why many people would seek a moment of chemically-induced peace. For many who try uh, try marijuana, 
They find something that satisfies these desires at least for a moment. For many, it often doesn't have the same side effects or consequences as alcohol. And then Welch concludes, In response, the Christian church hopes that we can offer someone someone something better who reveals uh, or someone someone better. Man, I'm really screwing this someone one up. Someone better. Someone better who reveals to us a larger reality and the possibilities of true peace and joy. Talking again Yo. about, about G- God and That's Jesus That's quote Christ. of the week right there. So I thought that was really good and very well put. Uh, you know, we probably should have led the podcast with that. But I really liked what you said. I mean, you got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, emphasis on the mind there. And, how can and you whether you eat, you drink, right. or whatsoever you do, right. do it all to God's glory. First Corinthians ten thirty one. Huh. That was a huh. that was camp verse. Huh. You got a huh at the end. <laughs> Honey slope. Oh, I love it. No, but so people who are still tracking with us, you know, you 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 came out swinging this podcast, dude. I wasn't ready for this. I was well, ready to like you know you, slowly get in conversation. And you're like, hey, Mark, bam. Usually that's what so you're I doing fumbled. to me. I've, so. I've, I've, I fumbled the ball a little bit at the beginning, but um, but for those to. who are still sticking with us, we know you're only here for one purpose. <laughs> What's that? Fun facts with Fuller. Funny facts with Fuller. I love it. What you got, All bro? right. So this comes from, uh, let's see here. Best Life. Did you just on- old man your phone? Did you just I pull did. it back and squint Dude, a little I'm bit? Dude, I'm getting old. Bestlifeonline.com. Dude, it's like so small. Like, can you read that? Yeah, it's hard. No, no, no. Hold it back up. Hold it. You're... Actually, yeah, I kind of can. Well, you and your young eyes. 20, Anyways. 2015 vision, baby. Anyways. Uh, so it comes from that website, and it says, Did you know that hunting unicorns is illegal in Michigan? Lake Superior State University in Michigan offers a unicorn hunting license. Unsurprisingly, the chief herald of the unicorn hunters was once quoted saying, The pursuit of the unicorn is a lonely quest. We wish them nothing but good luck. <laughs> I what? thought it was hilarious. We can go up to Michigan and get a unicorn hunting license. Now, here's the real question. What's that? Did that bill get passed before or after they legalized marijuana? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That was low blow. That was low blow. Either way, I think that's all we got, Fuller. All right, buddy. Well, all we'll right, catch you guys next time. Thanks for joining us, and uh, come back and see us for episode number five. Bye. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.